Good evening, everyone, and what's going on? Welcome to episode 100 of TXR. Yeah, that's a very huge milestone for this show, to say the least. Uh, massive shout out to all the former members of the show uh, for their legacy and just being a part of this. Uh, and of course, all the fans for just continuously tuning in here. We love your support. You guys, you guys just rock. I am your host, Invader, and TXR is just a great place on a Sunday night to, well, kick back, relax, and listen to fellow gamers. Now, there's lots going on across the gaming industry, but first, let me introduce the esteemed panel. Megatron, how you been doing, bud? Hello? Megatron? All right, we'll get back to Megatron. Uh, Centurion, how are you been doing? I've been doing good, man. Just been playing a lot of games, trying to finally grind out Gears 5. I'm on Act 3, almost on Act 4. Um, just picked up Zelda's Link Awakening. I'm going to check that game out because it's been a long time since I've even thought about a game on that uh, from the Game Boy era. But uh, from what I've seen of this game, man, it looks really well remade. I want to say remade, man. I mean, it is definitely not no green screen game. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I got a chance to uh, demo that about a month ago at Fan Expo, and it definitely looked like a real <laughs> treat for sure. All right, I think I hear Megatron. Megatron, how's I'm things at your end? It's doing good. I apologize. I hit the mute button on my... Uh headset by mistake and didn't realize you know uh i was muted i'm sorry but yeah everything's good busy 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 um ready to talk some games and uh yeah man <laughs> all right let's do it all right yeah, yeah exactly let's do this and shock buddy my man how's things at your end pretty good you might hear some crickets just i'm um, walking the dog just for two seconds but uh yeah i've been pretty good finished gears um interested to see how they set up the sequel with what they did with this game but yeah everything's pretty good all right you heard it here folks shock is pretty good and you're going to be hearing crickets but uh yeah just so everyone knows <laughs> uh tim and south they're uh doing some uh, super secret top secret uh, txr missions for us so they will not be available for this evening but you can definitely catch them at a later time hopefully next week and we are gonna move on to our first topic and you know what we've got more awesome gamer releases and i mean man september's is packed packed with games definitely a lot for the wallets these days you know it, my wallets is paint in pains to say the least Coming out this week, or very recently, we've got The Surge 2, sequel to that Techno Souls game, The Surge. Any of you guys interested in that game? It looks good. Um, it's a kind of a futuristic Dark Souls take on that genre, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, uh, it looks good. I've seen the trailers. Um, uh, I have such a backlog when I see all these games that are being you know coming up. You know, I'm thinking kind of wait for sale. Not that they're just something that, that's day one for me, but I'm still into gear so heavily that, like, I won't have time to play it, you know, the day of release. But uh, what was that? You guys still there? Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. 
But um, Surge looks good. What else do we have? We got Zelda that's coming out. Uh, Link's Awakening. Um, yeah. Yeah, Link's Awakening, like uh, Centurion was just saying, you know, it's uh, making a big splash at retail right now. A lot of people are talking about it. It's mm-hmm. like a full-on remake of a, what was it, like a Game Boy game back in the day? Like, Oh, yeah, it was that big old, I mean, that green screen uh, Game Boy game right there. Yeah, like, this, the, what they've done with it is absolutely amazing. When I demoed it, like, just the colors and everything is just popping out at you. It's it's really something, you know, what they've turned it into. And it still retains, like, its similar quirks, too. I know a buddy of mine, we were playing together at a demo uh, recently, and he was trying to, like, do, like, the, you know, trying to see if, like, there was similar quirks from the first iteration of it, and they were still there. So, you know... Uh, Honestly, props to the developers. They uh, they seem to have done a really wicked job with it. Um, hey, do we have any uh, soccer fans in here? Because FIFA 20 is also out. Any FIFA guys here? Uh, no, I never really got into hey, the soccer just, thing. I was going to say, Shockley, can you put the phone up to the crickets? <laughs> hey now oh, yeah. hey now i am a huge soccer fan so don't you dare insult me or us no <laughs> I i'm just, not, I'm, just I'm just saying man I've, every four years i think i'd rather <laughs> if i'm watching sports i mean with sports i'd rather watch it than play it on a game or at least be playing i i don't know i was never into sports games closest i've come is playing racers absolutely that's fine like I mean, I'm just, I, I'm a huge, like, European soccer fan. So, like, I, you know, I get it. Don't worry, guys. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, what? we also got some hardware announced uh, or released this week with the Nintendo Switch Lite. And it is getting some very favorable comments across the board. I mean, I have a Nintendo Switch. And I got it back in 2017 with the Mario Odyssey bundle. I like what I got. I really have no interest in switching over to it. <laughs> but there's, there's no Joy Cons. Like you know, you don't have the Joy Cons. It doesn't. It doesn't rumble. I mean, I can see the. Uh, it's cool that the battery life is extended. I think that's the biggest thing um, between the new Switch. There's two ver- just two new versions. You know, you know, but the Switch Lite for me, just like it seems like you're getting less. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it's not it doesn't seem that appealing to me. And I'd rather have my, my Joy Cons, the rumble feature and like all the other extra mm-hmm. stuff with the motion controls and I love my Switch. I don't play it that often. But I, I am gonna I am going to definitely be picking up uh Zelda. Um but uh for other than that though, like the Nintendo the Nintendo Switch Lite, I guess for some people I guess it fits, but I don't get it. I just feel like you're just getting mm-hmm. I don't less of, less of an experience for what Nintendo originally intended. From what I've heard or what I understand about it is that you know you can't put you can't dock it. You know, it's kind of a different entity in itself. It's very mm-hmm. much on the go. And the only real uptick I've heard about it is that it has a longer battery life, maybe an mm-hmm. extra like one or two hours packed into it. So maybe that's a big deal for some people who are always on the go you know they commute to work taking bus train or you know they have extended adventures outside uh mm-hmm. as for myself I, I i just i prefer it docked honestly i just i'm i prefer my gaming experiences to be 
on the TV right in front of me laying down. I've only taken it out a handful of times and it is a good experience, but at the same time, it's just, I don't know. I'm kind of a more, I like seeing in front of the TV. What can I say? Um, but you know, we'll see how it does. It seems to be getting very positive reviews at the moment. Uh, what else do we got guys? We got new game pass editions as well. Uh, anybody here downloaded jump force or uh, bloodstained ritual of the night. Jump force. I downloaded bloodstained. I already owned never played it again with the backlog. It's ridiculous. You know, the games and counting. Um, but uh, I am looking forward to trying jump force. I know my uh, friend K mega from GRG um, has been, he's heavy into fighters and he's always been like a big, ad, a big advocate for uh, jump force. So I just got to find time to play it. Um, but uh, have you guys tried it yet? Have you tried it invader? Uh, yeah, actually, mm -hmm. I tried it. I downloaded it and then uh, tried it the other night. I was kind of impressed. I mean, you're basically playing a fighting game with all these different anime series just kind of uh, jumbled into each other. And I kind of I, I kind of like it, you know, um, it's, it's a different experience and it, it's uh, quirky in a lot of ways, but I'm um, still early on. But uh, it's got a lot of nice detail and I think it does a pretty good job paying uh homage to all the different animes there so yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna give it a you know some more play time just there's so many games to play uh actually speaking of which uh the cod modern warfare uh, beta has been live uh, this weekend and i put some time into that has anyone else here been playing it i put more time into gears of war pop <laughs> <laughs> than, oh my god! Than, than <laughs> and listen, to, I'm having. You know what it is? Because you know, I'm laying in bed. I'm tired from like just the work week and everything. And I just reach down to my phone, and I'm like, man, what should I do? I mean, I'm so tired to even reach for the controller for my television to turn the damn thing on. But then I look through my app, and there it is. There's the war pop, and I'm slowly moving up the charts. I'm in a group of people, you know, a collective group of other people, and I'm just really trying to take that number one spot. So. Mm -hmm. uh, don't hate me. I'm still a gamer, damn it, but I'm playing Gears Pop right now. I play. I honestly put more time than that than anything this week, unfortunately. Yeah, which is not a bad thing, but I just I enjoy the game. Gears Pop for the win. Sorry. <laughs> Phone games, really, Megatron? Really? I know, man. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. I'm, a, I'm, I'm turning into the ultra casual right now, I guess. That's it, man. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm playing... <laughs> I'm in the back. Hey, now, this isn't the casual roundtable. This is the Xbox roundtable, all right? So, you know, uh, a little bit I of know, false advertising here, my friend. I don't know. I think it's been winning uh, some people back, at least from what I hear from people that, like, were never interested in COD for, like, the past at least eight years. Um, they're looking at it like, oh, this one looks actually pretty good. So, but as far as that game pass, I did want to mention... Definitely try out if you're a fan of any type of racing game, that Dirt Rally 2.0. Um, it's really technical and difficult, but super rewarding if you put in the time to it, and it's a lot of fun. So definitely try, give that a try. All right, all right. Yeah, we've been uh, got some comments in the chat. And thank you, everyone, who's already popped in here. We have Siberia. Michael Monkey Punch, Salty, Saltiest Gaming's in here. How are you doing, Salty? Glad to see you. We also have Other Zinc. Uh, looks like he's loving Gears 5 at the moment. 
Mr. Kima. Uh, who else? All right, we got some great people in the chat here. And uh, yeah, what did Mr. Kima say? Jump Force looks awesome in 4K HDR. And I do agree, my friend. Uh, it the colors are just popping out, and uh, it's 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 definitely a pretty game to say the least. And just to touch what you're saying, Shock, I've been I put in a few hours on the uh, Mod Warfare beta, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't really touched a COD in well, probably since Ghosts, so it's been a while. And this is the first one that I've been really interested in. And yeah, I've been really enjoying the multiplayer so far, and it's definitely making me want to uh, pick it up day one, or at least within the first week. Uh, I really like the guns have like a really big kick to them. I really like the kickback and the feel and the sounds of the game, and it what, just it looks really pretty. What's the biggest feature that you, everyone's talking about right now with COD? Like, it's that cross-play, man. You got people, it's it's PlayStation, it's Xbox, it's, it's, it's PC. They're all kind of in going at it with each other, seeing who's the best <laughs> of the best, you know? <laughs> That's it, so. Yeah. That I kind of regret. Like, is this still going on? Like, I got to try that before it ends. Is, 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 is it still... Is the is the beta still going? Yeah, on? it's going on. I think until the wee hours of uh, the morning. Mm -hmm. So you still got some time to jump on tonight. There we go. So if I play tonight, that'll uh, keep me from being a total fraud when it comes to gaming. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty good. They give you a bunch of modes to try out, and mm -hmm. uh, they got the uh, new Ground War, which is uh, sixty four player, like massive, like nice. yeah. It's different for COD for sure, you know, and uh, you got some vehicles thrown in there too. And then there's the traditional game modes as well. Team Deathmatch, Domination, HQ. Lots of fun. I've been really enjoying it. So, I don't know. We'll see. I didn't really have any problems with the crossplay stuff. I didn't notice. I think I was mostly playing with Xbox guys anyway. So, mm -hmm. if anybody has any experiences in the chat, definitely let us know. And, uh, you know, because we all have different experiences online, right? So definitely let us know in the chat. But moving on, fellas, uh, on to our next topic. And it seems like Microsoft will be changing the way that it reports gaming revenue going forward. They will not be talking about Xbox Live monthly active users anymore, which is very interesting. Instead, they'll talk about stuff like year-over-year -year percentage revenue growth for Xbox services. This will also include Xbox Game Pass game revenue. Now, guys, what's your takeaway from this change? Is Microsoft just changing the metrics, or are they trying to hide something? Who wants to uh, take this first? Somebody, anybody. Yeah, I can take it first. Um, I think they're just <laughs> consolidating their... Uh, just, like, giving you more of a focus. So, basically, obviously, if they're not going to show like hey here's our game revenue hey it keeps decreasing it's a great look at this metric it's not something you want to show when you're not even you're wanting people to get on game pass so really overall they don't really care that oh our game revenues rev revenue is falling if they're seeing all this huge growth in services because they know going in that's the whole point like they know they're expecting that to happen that's <laughs> Um, so people saying, oh, they're hiding like, no, they're just highlighting a new metric. That's really going to highlight whether they're succeeding at what they're trying to do or not. 
if they just show you game ring revenue, that's going to not show you what they're doing overall. If they're succeeding, you're just going to be like, oh, you're really, you know, doing terrible and selling games and not showing you anything about the revenue for their services or not highlighting that is going to be stupid on their part as a business. But people don't really understand that part of because they haven't ran a business before that that's, mm-hmm. that's what businesses do. They're going to highlight their best metric, whatever that should be. And it's not the traditional, you know, thing that we come to know with consoles. So people, you know, freak out about it like, oh, no, this is like the beginning of the end. And it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. But it is, man. We're, my two we're, cents. we're behind social media, behind this keyboard, man. I'm a doctor, a lawyer, uh, 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 Xbox, you know, aficionado. I'm an astronaut all in one. You know, I can be whoever and make up any damn thing I want. <laughs> It's just like, I don't know, man. I just, they're highlighting their numbers to show growth. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really like, I really don't care, man. Like for this time, I, I just, me, I just want to get my controller and play games and whatever they got what? We're going to know anyway. <laughs> we're not yeah. going to hide it. They can't hide it from us because we got MPDs and that's pretty much their whole market anyway. So we're going to know like the UK numbers that came out. We're gonna mm. find out. True, but and Megatron highlighted themselves. <laughs> Megatron, I'll have you know that I really am an alien invader, and I was at Area Fifty One the other day, and man, I was just having a great time partying with all those guys that were hanging out there. So, uh, you know, don't you be dissing, my friend. But you know, you know what? I definitely see where you're coming from, Shock. But, yeah, I mean, Microsoft, you know, see it from another angle. I mean, when at the beginning of the generation when they weren't doing so well, they were uh, they kind of took a step back from talking about consoles sold. They were just talking about Xbox Live users and their growth there. And now they're taking another step back, it seems. I mean, you can definitely see it as a bit of a change in tune. I mean, this is a company that they like to talk about transparency, you know, and being good with the fans. But they're also taking another different spin on it as well. Um, like I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay what they're doing, but at the same time, I mean, they are kind of changing the language here a bit too. How Can you blame them? No, not really. To be honest with you, I'm just saying that it is a bit of a change in tune. No, I'm. Yeah, my mic was muted when you first asked, "Does anybody want to go first? And I started talking, <laughs> not realizing. So oh. let's kind of let everybody. Uh, for starters, Xbox could come out tomorrow and announce to the whole world, go to your local retailer and they will hand you a free Xbox and it will somehow get spun into a negative. Um, every number they've ever, ever released has been spun into a negative, you know, so I don't blame them for basically not really caring what information that they're going to put out at this point because they already know how it's going to be spun Um it's kind of like I, I told Megatron the other night, you know, if P, if you would have asked a gamer during the Xbox 360 era, hey, how would you like a service where you paid $15 a month and you were able to pay, I mean, and get some of the uh, exclusives day and date the day they come out and uh, stuff like that? They'd be like, oh, my God, it'd be so great. I'd be able to afford gaming on such another level. Fast forward to today's generation. We're apparently all a bunch of investors, all worried about the stocks and that we're very concerned about 
how these companies are going to continue to keep their doors open because they're not charging us enough. Like I've never seen anybody complain that a company isn't charging us enough. Um, and that's where valuing I'm here with everything <clears throat> valuing the, the first party studios and Microsoft. Exactly. Like yeah. And the other thing is too, though, like I come from an area of where I'm going to be upfront. Like I've, I've, controlled a department that had over a quarter i had a, a quarter of a million dollars given to me every year to control a department and all those funds went through me and i had to turn their quarter of a million dollars into about five hundred thousand dollars so i have a thing about making money it's kind of like my forte so at the facility that i worked at we had things there that we would sell for about twenty five hundred dollars and you were only making three four hundred dollars profit when you're when your profit margins are that small, sometimes you got you, you, the idea is is to get people in the door. That is what Game Pass is doing. It is not devaluing the service. It's making it look like a. I mean, devaluing Xbox. It's making it look like something that everybody wants to participate in. Especially if you look at a parent who has children and numerous Xboxes you'd be able to give your kids a library or the cheap and not have to worry about constantly hearing about how they need new games. And in that service, there's microtransactions and other stuff to generate revenue while you're in there. So definitely this mm -hmm. is just to draw people in. And that's why when you saw Xbox switch to active users, I'll be kind of truthful. I don't care how many units you sold. I want to know the size of the ecosystem that I'm investing in with active users. What is the point of saying, oh, well, we've sold 100 million con consoles, but there's only this small X amount of people on the service. I'm not saying that it's like that at PlayStation, but I'm just saying that you definitely need to let people know like how many people are truly online, because what is the purpose of buying an online multiplayer when it's hard to find anybody to play with? Um, I could go on all day about this whole situation, but definitely I be I just feel like Microsoft is at this point marching to the drum uh, the beat of their own drum. Uh, they're putting out the numbers that they care about. And another thing people really need to also remember when it comes to this whole console war shenanigans, PlayStation is more of a global console than Xbox. Um, I even like was explaining it to Megatron. If you look at the way the economy works, things go from east to west, but they don't go from west to east. If you look at the Apple products over here, Apple is not very well liked over there in the Asian market. Anything that's created over here in the Western market never makes it really well in the Eastern market. But things from the Eastern market take off over here. Like I'll say right now, I'm a Samsung whore. I have a Samsung phone, Samsung televisions. I got a Samsung tablet. It is what it is. They, they make really good technology. So therefore, they're more of a global technology market over there where over here in America or the Western part of the world, Xbox is only concentrating on North America, South America, Canada. You know, obviously they're getting into the UK market a little better. But point being is they know that their market is nowhere near the scale and scope that PlayStation has going on. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
and I can understand why they would want to spin this the way it is and uh, consolidate everything into uh, revenue growth for Xbox services because, I mean, in a way, it's it sounds better when everything's kind of together. You know, it's better saying, like, 40-plus plus growth than, like, a bunch of little numbers, like, just kind of scattered around. So, I mean, for investors, it's probably better sounding. And let's be honest, I mean, you had talked about Apple, too. If I'm not mistaken, Apple kind of does something similar as well. They don't really talk about the number of Apple phones, iPhones being sold anymore. They just talk about, like, growth and stuff. And that seems to be an industry trend, really. And honestly, I just want like xbox to do well obviously i'm passionate about the ecosystem and the console and the games i I, and i really want them to do well as does everybody here and i want the industry to do well it just it's really interesting that they're taking this next step with this and how they're reporting their gaming figures does anybody have anything else to add to this i will take that as a resounding (laughs) no (laughs) Well, sliding then into our next topic, uh, and it seems as if Gears 5 is a resounding success. And during its opening week, it recorded over 3 million players, guys, doubling numbers of Gears of War 4. So that's pretty significant. And in terms of player count, it's the biggest first party launch since Halo 4. So I mean, it's been a long time coming considering Halo 4 is back in 2012 at the end of the 360 days. And Gears 5, it's really setting records across the board, becoming the best ever first party launch uh, on Steam and tripling the performance of Gears of War uh, PC. So guys, a lot of numbers here, you know, there's a lot of different numbers floating around and there's been a lot of praise. But what do you guys think uh, Gears 5 is owing its success to? I mean, Game Pass definitely comes up a lot and is definitely coming to mind. Uh, why do you think Gears 5 is doing so successful right now? Uh, I guess I'll go first this time now that my mic's not muted. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, Gears 5 is a success. Well, for starters, um, some of the other guys have tried to create an a shooter on this level and they haven't really been able to hit that formula just right. Uh, people know that gears five is a good formula for an over the shoulder third person shooter. Um, also, you know, when you see all these reviews coming out saying like the game is this new hotness, the story's there, the graphics are there, the gameplay is there. And not only that, but it has something for everybody. You feel like playing some casual single player experience go and do that. You want to play a hardcore experience on multiplayer, you can do that. They even have an intermediary multiplayer experience with the arcade mode. There is something there for everybody, depending on how they feel at that moment and what they're looking for. Um, So definitely that's probably one of the main reasons why they're just um, bringing in all these people that want to play the game all of a sudden. Um, You know, like look at uh, Ninja was playing it just before um mm-hmm. it was released that definitely got it out there and then we had dr disrespect going out there and uh being like oh my god this game sucks and i guess live on his channel he um deleted the game off of <laughs> his uh, i'm assuming pc because that's what he does um and actually he went and re-downloaded it and now he's actually claiming that he really likes the game now that he's learned how to play it 
Um, so you've got even streamers out there talking about how the game is good. And the word out there is, you know, if you're really looking for a good experience running around, uh, shooting at each other, uh, Gears 5 is that experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll admit I'm still grinding away through uh, Gears 5. I'm still in Act 2, but I'm at like towards the tail end of it, I can tell. Uh, dude, oh my god. The end of Act 2, man, I was like beating my head against the wall for about an hour. <laughs> Good or bad? Let, let's let's just say that there's an enemy where you need to really, really have some um, good uh, muscle memory. Like you got to remember where all your controls are and you got to find the right rhythm hmm. to actually take this thing down because you got to use your environment around you hmm. um, just to even. Have you played Gears um, multiplayer? Yeah, I've dabbled in it a little bit, but mostly focusing on the campaign right now. Okay, I don't want to ruin it for you then because of the whole the whole thing because like the the that it was the the creature that they told you don't play horde mode. Hmm. Otherwise, it's going to spoil it for you because it will you'll go against creatures you haven't seen yet. Okay. And I did that with Dealer. I got to see this creature before I ever went against it. Now the downside is we all took it down just fine. It wasn't a big deal, but now I was by myself and you're like, "Oh my god, this sucks." I it was literally in the game for me, Centurion, because I haven't beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it was like that movie. Uh, what is it? Live, die, repeat. Uh, where oh, uh, Cruise, yeah, yeah, top, yeah, 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 dude. It felt like that, yeah. man. You'd run in, you'd die, repeat, run in, try to figure it out, die, repeat. Because I mean, like, this thing would easily just like bitch slap you and kill you in one hit. So it, it yeah. got wow, and I'm not even playing on insane, so I'm just like, oh my god, this is freaking crazy. That's what I've been trying to do, play it on insane, man. You know. Oh, dude! If you if you de if you defeat this thing on insane, man, I will, I will just like bow to thee. It's like, oh man, kudos to you, because holy freaking cow! Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna have to play more of it. Just you know, like I really like dedicating like a good couple of hours to the um to the campaign, like when I get into it. Because I don't like to just sit for like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes and then take off and go because I get really into it. I like to like finish, you know, a couple of chapters in one go, but uh, I'll be getting to that soon, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Now, you one know. thing that does kind of like I don't want to say concern me. It's got me kind of wondering. I popped an achievement today in Act 3, which is part of the story mode. You, you're going to get this achievement playing the game. Mm -hmm. 18 point something percent of people who have played Gears 5 have popped this achievement. So that's why oh. I'm just like, that's one thing I'm just like, so are people not really, are only the hardcore, hardcore playing the campaign? Like, it, it's kind of weird. Like, in Act 3, I got an achievement that has a less than 19% uh, pop rating, and it, it's part of the story. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are playing Gears just for the campaign. I mean, I mean, not campaign. I'm sorry, the multiplayer. Multiplayer, multiplayer yeah. The that's multiplayer, what I'm kind of so. wondering, man. I'm, I'm wondering. I really wish I knew the numbers of the multiplayer itself. Well, that's just, you know, the success of Gears. You know, one of the great things about it is either, like, like you said earlier, you can either play it awesome. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't want to call the campaign a casual experience, but like, you can either play an awesome campaign with, you know, great story, or you can play and, you know you know, uh, jump online and, you know, 
versus arcade mode, horde. It's so many different things you can do, man. And uh, and then plus you have the access of Game Pass. Like I said, it's probably millions of people that have it and now have access to it, word of mouth. And, you know, this is, you know, one of the reasons why it's their biggest launch this gen. So it's just. Yeah, I think that's a bit skewed too uh, because there's so many access to so many people that mm-hmm. some of those people are probably just dabbling a little bit and just checking it out just to, you know, because they have access to it. So mm-hmm. some of those people that aren't super hardcore maybe tried it, maybe just wanted a multiplayer, or maybe tried it, didn't like it, but you're getting so many more people tasting it that that percentage might be a little skewed than what it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, right? That's the thing with uh, Game Pass, because it's just so easy to download something, dabble in it for a little while, and then forget about it, right? If you're not really into the series, you know... Um, you know, let's say, you know, a casual player, you know, they, they have access to Game Pass and they're just downloading whatever's new, right? And then they might forget about it for, you know, a month and then pop it back up later and then slowly work their way through the campaign. Or just, again, there's people who just love the Gears multiplayer or there are some people who are just dedicated to Horde. Like, I remember, like, Horde, I really enjoy going back all the way to Gears 2, you know, and that was... Oh yeah, Gears Two uh, <laughs> Horde was definitely something, right? Uh, Fifty waves. <laughs> well, yeah, like my buddy Stubbs over in the UK, man. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he loves the campaign, but he lives for Gears multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Stubbsy certainly likes his Gears. Uh, really passionate gamer. There, definitely check him out. By the way, Stubbs Gaming, everybody, he's a good guy. Uh, from... Oh yeah, awesome guy. Like one of the first people I've ever met in this community when I got started. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely look him up. Very positive guy and always a fun interaction with him. Um, but yeah, you know, Gears, absolutely love it. Uh, has anybody uh, been really playing the escape mode at all? I tried it once, twice. I actually played with Phil. Uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but... Uh... It's still, you know, my thing is I always try to finish the campaign before I really get back into the multiplayer. Because I feel like if I get back into the multiplayer, I won't go back to the campaign. So it's just like I want to finish that first before I really go into all the other different uh, game types. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I dabbled with it a little bit uh, Mm -hmm. previously. Again, I'll admit I wasn't too into it, but I'll definitely give it a go again. We definitely got to get a TXR uh, game night going for um, Gears. You know, maybe we can do that sometime in the near future. Uh, Shizno Elite saying that he really likes Escape. That's cool, pal. Again, I got to dabble with it more. I got to play it more. Uh, I'll definitely give it a shot. Uh, Siberia, he's definitely really liking it, too. And, uh, yeah, lots of passionate gamers in the chat. All right, but yeah, Gears 5 seems to be doing well, guys, and uh, that's pretty uh, positive for Xbox going forward. We'll move on to our next topic, and, you know, I still can't believe that after 10 years that this game is so popular. Minecraft, the virtual brick playground phenomenon, is still posting some really impressive numbers. And in an interview with Business Insider... Uh, Mo Yang studio head Helen Chiang said that the game has over 112 million, and I said million, 112 million players a month now. 
So guys, I'm just twenty or one twelve. One twelve, sorry. Okay. One hundred and twelve million players a month. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty insane for a game that's ten years old now. And I'm I'm just really curious. You know, why does this game continue to stick around? And why does it have such long legs? Like, I mean, I remember when I when it first came out, I was like, what is this? I, I mean, I didn't really get it. And it's just still continuing to, like, silently dominate. I mean, it's not getting the same uh, hoopla as what Fortnite does these days, but it's still sticking around. And uh, Microsoft obviously purchased it, purchased it for just over a billion dollars five years ago, and it's still making money. It recuperated money for Microsoft after about six or seven months. I yeah. heard they're actually getting ready to take the crown back from Fortnite. Oh, yeah? Well, at least that's what the article said, that uh, uh, it looks like uh, Minecraft is getting ready mm-hmm. to uh, take back the crown for how many people actively use it each month. And guaranteed, as soon as they come out with uh, Minecraft Dungeons at that point, it's it's going to be right back up there. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah. it appealing to the most, though? Is it like kids? I, I mean, I, from my perspective, you know, and you know, you know, my household, it seems like it's the kids. But is it adults too? I mean, I, I've tried it, and it's just not me. I can't. I don't want to build and dig things, and I can't. It's just not my type of game. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I no, and yeah. No, no, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but just to be fair, like, I'm with you, Megatron, like, it's just, I've tried to, like, get into it, but it's just, I don't know, like, it's, I guess it's just, you know how there's games that you wanna, you know, try, because they're, like, a phenomenon, but just, you can't get into them, it never really captivated me, but you're right, though, it does skew a lot younger, I mean, a lot of young people are super into it. (laughs) <laughs> makes me feel like there's um, something wrong with myself. 120, 112 million mm. people playing, and why can't, like, why don't I see the appeal? I don't I, see it. I will say that I will never, because I said this on Blam's show last night, I'll never forget the night um, I went to a little social gathering at a, at a, like, an employee social gathering, um, and, like, at this party, for some reason, everybody was standing there watching somebody play Minecraft. <laughs> wow. I mean, and like, I'm just saying, everybody at this party was over the legal drinking age. We're all over the age of 21. And we're standing there watching one of the guys play Minecraft. And so you're, I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, oh my God, what, what, what the hell is going on right now? We're watching somebody play Minecraft. I've, I've never got into it. I've never had the urge to play it. Um, I know, like, I guess you could kind of build your own world and stuff in there. I don't know too much about it. I will be truthful. Call me a fraud. But mm. uh, if it's the way it is where, like, because I remember them saying, like, yeah, you got to go mine materials to go build certain things and do this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, so this is just like a childish way of having a job. I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm good on that. Well, it's interesting because... It's available on basically everything now. Of course, it started out on PC, then consoles, phones, tablets. Like, it's a very accessible game, and people can just play it wherever they want. So that's a huge draw for any game. And honestly, it's, I guess I would 
if I remember the article correctly, they kind of labeled it like virtual Lego. You know, it's very creative like that. And honestly, I, I can see why, too, is, you know. Is there an end game, though, to Minecraft? Is, is, is there is there credits rolling when I build my first house? I mean, what? Is, I mean, I just, all you do is you build and that's it. There's no end game. There's no, the I, you know thing. what I like? I, I like the story. I like to telltale stuff, you know. Oh, <laughs> have yeah, you, Minecraft have you, story mode. Hmm. Have you have you guys tried that at all? Or yeah, the telltale, yeah. The, the telltale things. I, mean, I don't know if that's the same thing what you're saying, but I've I've done the telltale uh, episodes of Minecraft, and I enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know, man. Like you're saying, you're at a party and people are just massing around, but that's just you know. I was watching a dude dig a pit with a pickaxe. I was kind of confused on like, why are we watching mm-hmm. this? <laughs> you know, you know, it's one of those things where it's a bad accident or something happens, but you know, people see other people gathering around and trying to figure out why they're gathering around. Maybe it's one of those situations where, right? Yeah, it's just like, I just, but I, I, the only way I could relate it was, uh, does everybody remember how the building worked in Fallout Four? You go and find materials, yeah. bring them back, convert them into other material into building materials, and you went and built your little town. I felt like that was like glorified Minecraft. I did find that a little addicting doing that in Fallout 4, but that was because you know you had to set up like you know traders and you had to get residents to want to stay there and all this other stuff. But definitely, um, I other than that, I just felt like that that is what Minecraft is, is you're just building a world and constantly evolving it and building more. And I, I don't really know too much about what goes on in Minecraft that makes everybody just want to keep going back. And uh, I know this Minecraft Dungeons things, though, um, that that looks like it's going to be fun because I love mm. playing over that stuff like Diablo style with my friends. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that too because Minecraft Dungeons, it's going to launch into Game Pass uh, and I think it's launching sometime in uh, next spring if I'm not mistaken and ah, you know what like that kind of stuff draws me in because it has the co-op aspect to it, it's a dungeon crawler and ah, it kind of sounds kind of neat, you know, like I'm not really again into the traditional Minecraft but something like that would draw me and I would definitely try that out with you guys you know like that'd be cool um but something like minecraft too it gets played even to this day by huge youtubers too you know like you got a guy like pewdiepie playing that thing like you know all through the week and he's getting all kinds of views and giving minecraft just all kinds of exposure it's amazing what this game uh it's such a youtube phenomenon you know what i mean mm-hmm. So well, Microsoft yeah. definitely knew what they were doing when they picked this up. So um, they saw something I didn't. That's the appeal. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> well, I... the price tag they paid for that, man. Now, if you look at it, you're like, well, that was a massive gamble that I guess paid off. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Who would have thought they would have wrote a check for, I mean, okay, they bought uh, everything, like the studio and a couple of smaller games, but obviously it was for the Minecraft IP. And who would have thought they would have written a check just for a single game for like $1.2 billion? That's, uh, <laughs> I thought that was a little excessive, but uh, obviously, hey, they knew what the numbers were. You know, I'm no CEO. And 
they did the right thing because obviously they made their money within six months. So they're they're doing pretty well there. They yeah you can't help but to wonder what they might do if they you know you know for another game you know would they be willing to spend that money again? <clears throat> Destiny, you know, would they be willing to uh, go ahead <laughs> and just be like, hey, you know, uh, it's it's so it's worth it. So we'll yeah, see. GTA would be the one to to spend that type of money on. Yeah, I think we'll see in uh, June mm-hmm. of 2020 if they'll be doing it again. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Ooh. if you put the next GTA on Game Pass Day 1. Oh, 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 oh. oh, I think heads would explode. Everybody, every every single person would have be a subscriber. You would just have the whole gaming community. Yeah, make it like an exclusive <laughs> and more. thing. I mean, it's no, Think about I, what it sold. Yeah, times that by like four, five. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, the metrics of that would be. <laughs> I think Game Pass would just explode. Xbox Live would just go down in an instant. You know, if Gears Five was kind of uh, like, uh, you know, if they had servers issues just for Gears Five alone, imagine what like a GTA or a Red Dead would do. Oh, they'd have to borrow uh, Amazon servers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then some. But uh, yeah, moving on, guys. You know, I- I'm glad to see Minecraft's doing well. I mean, even if we don't play it there are obviously tons of people that do and i'm glad that you enjoy it so continue doing that but moving on and so this was pretty much expected but we finally got official confirmation on this matter speaking with inside games sony studios head uh yoshida was talking about sunset overdrive and how sony now owns full rights to the ip which makes sense considering that they recently bought Insomniac Games. Now, panel, panel members, do you think we'll see Sunset Overdrive be brought over to the PlayStation consoles now that they own it? Most definitely, man. They, I mean, I'm just looking forward to them. They probably can't wait to make that announcement that it's coming to PlayStation. Uh, so, I mean, it's a good game. A lot of people, I didn't particularly like it that much, but I mean, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't really would be my first pick of the type of game that I like to enjoy, but it's... That's uh... absolute heresy, Megatron. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, that's that's Xbox heresy. How dare you say that? Maybe I'm just hating because Sony has them now. Screw! <laughs> you <laughs> fanboy. <laughs> no, but hey, man, best, best wishes to uh, Insomniac, man. And uh, they, I think, you know, I've heard that they wanted to make another sequel, I think. You know, Microsoft kind of missed out on an opportunity to um, to uh, take this IP as their own, and uh, it mm-hmm. is what it is. I mean, more importantly, to the fans that enjoy that game, you know, it's still going to be made, and uh, there's probably definitely going to be a sequel, and you just have to play it on another platform, and that's just kind of the reality of things. So uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. I remember during. Microsoft's E3 conference uh, 2013 and they they announced all kinds of games right like Killer Instinct, Rise, Son of Rome and you know a few others and Sunset Overdrive came up and I was like wow uh, Insomniac Games is on Microsoft stage this is this is pretty mind blowing that was pretty big and mm-hmm. when you saw their new IP Sunset Overdrive it was it was just so different 
And uh, I couldn't believe that Microsoft was actually investing in this game. And then we saw it a year later and the gameplay to me was just mind blowing. The colors even to this day still pop out to me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I didn't mind the traversal system. It was all right. You know, it was very fast paced. The weapons were pretty unique. You know, you could launch a bloody teddy bear with like uh, bear, yeah. <laughs> rockets. You know, it was, cool. it was pretty out of this world. Um, and I, I like the enemies, you know, you like like uh, high tech robots from a bloody uh, sports drink corporation. You know, they're trying to cover up uh, what happened. And you also had the OD, right? The actual, you know, the people got turned into like monsters. And I, I, I just, I really enjoyed the game. I had a ball with it. Definitely one of my favorite new IPs of this gen, personally. Um, but it's a shame, you know, what happened with it. I, I really, you know, Microsoft did put in uh, like a whole bunch of marketing in, marketing into it early on, and I really, you know, a lot of people wanted a sequel to it. I just never happened you know and for sony to get the sunset overdrive ip definitely makes me think you know would they pump into it considering it wasn't really a commercial success for microsoft do you guys think that microsoft kind of dropped the ball on not uh, pushing sunset overdrive more than they sh you know than they already did they made the mistake of going up against destiny is what i think the issue was <laughs> is that when it came out i i, I was wondering yeah it came out like maybe a month or right in the same time frame like maybe a month right before it but i think people were so because people were playing the beta for destiny around that time and stuff so if they would have released in the summer dead of summer that would have been perfect but mm -hmm. yeah it, well i mean you could definitely tell it that they were like excited too <laughs> Well, they were excited for it, you know, and they really wanted it to do well. But yeah, the timing, you know, I wish they would have put it more in like a more, you know, kind of like a more hospitable time frame for them. Because you're right, Destiny was it did come out around this same time frame. If I'm not mistaken, it was an October release date. And it was around games like Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, you know, the usual bunch. And uh, yeah, it, it didn't fare as well as it probably should have right out the gate, unfortunately. Um, Centurion, ha did you ever play uh, Sunset Overdrive? Yeah, I did. Um, I played it for a little bit just to find out what all the hype was. I will be truthful. Um, it is in my backlog. I do want to go back and play it. Um, I guess the Game Pass. I'm sorry. That's no, it was in Game Pass. But when I picked it up, it was given away for free in Games with Gold. That's <clears> correct. <throat> yeah. So, um, definitely, um, that's what made me pick it up. I even bought the season pass for it because I liked it enough to know that I, when I do get around to playing it, I will enjoy it. But for me, what it was is it just wasn't gripping enough to keep me, um, wanting to keep playing the game because i was already involved in other games and other games were coming out so i ended up just like i'm gonna put this in my backlog um but that's i guess one of the situations of with this game is it didn't have anything to make you like hooked um and then one thing is it's kind of funny it's the same i have the same complaint almost everybody makes about this game the minute you touch the ground uh, like uh, your character is slow clunky like the game was designed to be constantly grinding off the walls the wires everything constantly going 
And if you by any chance missed that rhythm and hit the ground, you know, you had to find that rhythm again just to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely um, it's kind of interesting to see like this whole situation because, you know, like, you know, if you look at it, um, Sunset Overdrive 2, Insomniac came out and said that they already have a script and story ready for Sunset Overdrive 2 and Microsoft would never sign off on it. But now that PlayStation owns them, is this something that they're going to explore or are they going to have the same attitude that Xbox had is, you know, well, it didn't sell very well and we don't really want to go for that um, <clears throat> because like we can already see, I hate to use this as an example because it wasn't a great, it was a great game. I played it to its max control. Everybody was talking it up like, oh, my God, Remedy's putting a game on PlayStation. You know, PlayStation is going to buy Remedy. It's going to be all this, that and the other. And then the numbers came out on how well Rem- on Control was actually not doing. And ever since those numbers came out, I haven't really heard too much about PlayStation buying them. Um, and it's so it might be another one of those situations where PlayStation just might be like, hey, just because just because we now have it doesn't mean it's going to be a success. And with insomniac, there's such better titles like uh, resistance, the fall of man, ratchet of ratchet and clank. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they could still be working on Spider-Man too. I know everybody keeps crying that they're going to be working on Spider-Man too, but this whole deal with Disney right now, you know, I'm a I'm a realist and I know how the, the contract was written and Disney's actually the one that retained the rights for the video game. So, you know, that's definitely something that PlayStation would want to keep under wraps is if there was a kibosh put on Spider-Man 2, they would not want that to get out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well. It's just interesting, the whole dynamics of this. Uh, Like you said, things could get complicated with what, you know, the whole Disney-Sony thing is with Spider-Man. Obviously, Spider-Man, the game, was very successful, one of the most successful games, uh, one of the most successful exclusive games this gen. And... I don't know. Like, I, I really wonder what they're working on. If it's a Spider-Man two already, hey, maybe Sony already greenlit uh, Sunset Overdrive two. We might never know. Uh, you See, know. with them already having a script made, all you had to do is greenlight it, and it's like they already have the assets. They already have a gameplay mechanic. They already have a, a script. They already have a storyline. So it's not like they have to have like years of pre-production just to get this game going they could literally say go for it and you could probably have you know like look at gears five they already had the same things set up game mechanics assets story script the whole nine yards and they were able to build a game in about two two and a half three years and you know insomniac could be definitely able to crank out a game like that Mm-hmm, absolutely they've made some pretty successful games this uh, gen like y- you look at uh, the reboot of ratchet and clank obviously spider-man uh you can say what you want about sunset overdrive but 
you know, might not have sold as well as we would have liked it to, but it was definitely an interesting game, definitely very different, a unique IP. And they've done some smaller stuff too, and some VR work. Definitely a very versatile developer. And, you know, I wish them the best of luck with whatever games they make. But honestly, like, I would have liked to see this game, like, stay with Xbox. But, you know, if they do end up making a Sunset Overdrive 2 on the PlayStation, hopefully, you know, I'll, I definitely play it. I definitely buy it because I was really into it. But, you know, some mixed reactions in the chat here. Others think says that he didn't like Sunset Overdrive at all. But then you got Shizno Elite here. You know, I hope they continue Sunset now, Overdrive. Don't care. Not, something just came to mind. Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt. But before they do a Sunset Overdrive 2, what would you think of them doing a re-release of Sunset Overdrive 1 as like, you know, a complete edition where you got all the DLC and everything and they released it on the PS4 just to see if the interest was there from the community? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they it already came out. They own the IP. They own the publishing rights. Mm -hmm. So they could just as easily port that game over to the PS4 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too, uh, if they would just do a simple port over. I mean, obviously, uh, it's already on PC. And, um, yeah, I, I could definitely see them just do a straight port from it. Like, it would make a lot of sense. It wouldn't be too hard to do that, whether it be for PlayStation 4, uh, PlayStation 5 going forward. Yeah, you, you never know, right? It would make a lot of sense. And, hey, you know what? It's definitely... it's a. Uh, we can go back and forth on Sunset Overdrive, but definitely a very unique IP. Uh, before we move on, guys, does anyone else want to touch on this or just move on? <clears throat> uh, I'm good. All right. It is funny, though, that the whole reason they went to Xbox with it was because they were going to retain the IP. Mm -hmm. And then they get bought by Sony, so Sony retains the IP anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And... I was just going to say, to back up Insomniac on that whole thing, Insomniac probably at one time wanted to be a third-party publisher that stood on their own two feet, and so they probably dipped their toe in the pool with that whole situation by coming to Xbox with Sunset Overdrive. And I'm not blaming the Xbox community, but... That game wasn't very well received or embraced. It sold around three million. Like, it sold very. I think it was three million copies. I could be wrong, um, but it didn't really do too well. So probably Insomniac realized that the company that's going to obviously keep them around is going to be PlayStation. So I'm yeah. pretty sure that changed their tune a little bit when it came to PlayStation saying, "Hey, do you are you ready for us to buy you now?" And that's when they were probably like, yeah, our biggest successes have been with you. We might as well just at this point, you know, sign the dotted line because, you know, we made a joke. I made a joke um, when it came out that uh, Sony bought Insomniac is, you know, one day they they uh, go to work and they're Insomniac. The next day they come to work, they find out Sony own owns them. And they're just like, oh, wow, I thought Sony already owned us. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, one of those things is just business as usual. Nothing really changed. Yeah, it was interesting uh, when they want to get away from Sony and they're like, oh, you know, we're going to be, um, 
you know, they made a deal with EA. Obviously, Victor said here that Sunset Overdrive is just like Fuse, which was uh, published by EA originally. Both games is like the oomph appeal, which, I mean, you know, it's fair, you know, given different tastes. I mean, I again, I happen to like Sunset Overdrive. Fuse, I, I didn't really... Uh, get into didn't really care for it personally some people liked it but it was kind of different from uh their other games didn't really have the same personality a lot of people would say but you know then you got shizno elite he's like i think that would be cool everyone should get to play it and i agree i agree it is a pretty awesome and i uh you know i'd like to see that i'd, lo I'd love to see sunset overdrive uh sequel and a rise sequel personally so why would be huge <laughs> rise story. if awesome story yeah if they could i'll say this with rise yeah rise absolutely beautiful game and definitely very interesting story if they could give you more weapons maybe expand the world a bit and actually you know what i would love to be able to like control like a squad of guys kind of similar to like, you know, when you had them do like a, t uh, you know, different formations and stuff and command them to like, you know, throw spears and whatnot. I would love to see that on like a grander scale. I think I, I don't know. I keep going back and forth with it, but I would, I would love to see a rise sequel. I think that'd be sweet. Um, would you want right. them to stay towards the Rome side of things like rise son of Rome or, just more like keep it rise and change the title and you know the bottom title and kind of go from a different uh point in history or a different civilization during that time period i think they should continue with rome just for consistency i think there's still a lot you could do with that in that time period um yeah i think it would be a fun time period to play around in I mean, maybe they could pull a God of War. Let, let you know, hypothetically, let's say they did a Rise two and a three. Maybe they could pull a God of War off and then try it in like a different time period after that. Not saying you can't play around. I'm just, I think there's still a lot you could do with the whole Roman era. So that would be kind of mm. sweet, in my opinion. Yep, sounds good. All right. So moving on, guys, and you know. It's funny how rumors sort of just come full circle. There were initially rumors of Microsoft having two different launch consoles, but those have been kind of fading away or disproven, apparently. And now it seems like Sony is interested in doing something similar. According to a Japanese journalist, Sony wants to launch two different PlayStation 5 models, a base model and a pro model. And supposedly Sony wants to give players what they want from the beginning. Now, how do you guys feel about this? Because previously, uh, going back a few months ago, we had talked about the Xbox Maverick having a, uh, you know, different launch consoles and so on and so forth. Uh, do you think Sony would offer two consoles just right off the bat? Or do you think that that's not such a good idea? I don't think they've ever done anything like this before. And if they did, wouldn't bother me any. I could really kind of honestly care less. I mean, if, if you want that option of offering a lower uh, price console um, with some next generation uh, features, then by all means, you know, go for it. You know, but you know, uh, I I could care less. And you know, it's a rumor for now at this point. I just don't know if uh, mm -hmm. 
I can't remember at any time that any console came out with two at the same time, two SKUs, unless it was like, I guess, hard drive size and backwards compatibility. They did that with the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as that measure success, you know, I don't think there was any because the price was so damn high. And uh, yeah, maybe that's what they're trying to do with this. You know, they know that it's going to be expensive. And they're giving someone another option. They're giving other options because uh, uh, this gen is pricey. You know, it's just it's going to be, you know, maybe their starting point is going to be a lot higher than maybe people are anticipating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. You... Go ahead. Oh, no, absolutely. Because it's, it's interesting that, you know, when these rumors pop up, and uh, it's not the first time, obviously, we've heard this, uh, obviously, with uh, Xbox, but. Yeah, would they do? Would it be possible for them to have like a yeah, like a a base console that's cheaper, but it you know it just it has like a little bit more of an upgrade than like the let's say the PlayStation Four Pro, but then you have a console that let's say a hundred dollars more or so on, and it's just fully kitted out with everything bigger hard drive and you know, it's got some extra juice in it. Would you pay for the extra juice or would you just go for the base console? I'm going to, I would go for the juice. Give me the, all the bells and whistles. I mean, I'm, I'm jumping all in, you know, I'm going to, if this is my, you know, the thing that I like to do console gaming, then mm-hmm. I don't want to have any features missing. You know, it could be something as simple as them just having a, uh, a discless version of the PlayStation five. I mean, that would surprise me, though. You know, who knows? They could be all digital themselves. That yeah. would be very interesting if that came to fruition, since uh, a lot of people were giving uh, Microsoft, uh, you know, when there was rumors about that, you know, them toying around with it. And then we got the Xbox All Digital Edition. The sad edition. <laughs> so oh, man. Oh, they... People are so imagined. They're so creative, right? Just want to just kind of just, I don't know. I take it all in humor. Well, to be fair, they, they could have done some work on the uh, yeah. the name. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. As did long buy, as. Did anyone buy? Did you guys? Did anyone? I don't know anyone that's bought that all digital console, by the way. I don't yeah, know the price anyone. was really bad at the beginning because. Mm-hmm. All the other S's were already on sale, like way cheap on Amazon. So I think you'd have to wait until it kind of catches up and those sad editions get, you know, get the same markdown. And then like, oh, okay, now it's much more cheaper. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, it's just interesting that these rumors keep popping up. I have a feeling that we'll be seeing like Sony have an event really soon. I wouldn't be surprised if it was in February or March detailing the PS5 and launch games. I'm just kind of, again, I'm very curious to see if this comes to fruition because everybody was giving Microsoft, well, crap apparently because of the rumors going forward about it. But I'm glad you touched on that. It's always I, that's I, remember what... when, I remember when the S was announced and then they announced the X too. And then, you know, Ryan came out and you know you can you know they said something about you know throwing a little bit of shade at Microsoft and you know was it going to you know mess with the sales and then you know PlayStation turned around and said they were going to do the Pro and then the Slim model and it was it wasn't the same negative feedback. Like I'm just 
I'm just kind of sick of it all, to be honest, man. Uh, that's what I wanted to at least point out was I we won't mention names, but I got sick and tired of hearing people saying that Microsoft is going to confuse the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they have way too many options out there. When you go onto a website to build a custom PC, if they only knew how many options are really thrown at you to build this PC. So that's one thing like the consumer. It's uh, I don't look at the consumer as being like some sheep that need to be guided. The consumer is actually pretty smart. They have a cell phone in their pocket. They're able to do all the research very easily to see what product they want to get themselves into. And that kind of hits that price point they're looking for. And I got aggravated when you hear all these guys about Xbox is just going to confuse everybody. There's too many skews. This is just a bad idea and they don't know what they're doing. And then meanwhile, um, it seems like PlayStation might do this all of a sudden. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is a great idea. Now people get to choose what's more in their price point in their budget. And it's just like, so are you basically insinuating that Xbox fans don't know anything and PlayStation fans are more intelligent and able to make more of a, a consumer based decision. It's just like, it it got, it's getting very, very frustrating at this whole thing. Cause I don't want to scream bias, but at this point you can't deny it. You're almost like, it's almost like high school at this point where everybody's picking on that one kid that the entire school picks on just because that's the the thing to do and it's starting yeah yeah, and it just feels like that's what is happening with microsoft you know we're at the high school of gaming you got pc nintendo playstation xbox and xbox has just been backed into this corner where they're constantly just getting griped on picked on laughed at made fun of and they're at this point i understand that at the beginning of the generation they made some mistakes but People need to be given for be forgiven for their mistakes. We need to move on from those mistakes. It was years ago under a different regime. We have new people in charge with a new direction for the brand. They've even been showing how they're trying to change the brand. And they're even giving us services like Game Pass and other stuff to show us the new direction of the brand. But we're still over here just basically beating this drum of it's fun to pick on Xbox. And you know, like uh, Hyena Den pointed it out. Uh, I won't mention what podcast it was, but he pointed it out saying that he tuned into a podcast where the individual literally in the same sentence was saying that Microsoft had this bad idea of releasing two SKUs, this, that, and the other, but PlayStation, it looks like they're going to release two SKUs and this seems like a good idea. And it's just like, how can you make such a contradictory (laughs) sentence? Like, it's just like, how is it bad for one guy to do it and okay for the next guy to do it? That that's just bias all the way. So, and that's where it's just, you know, if they want to release two SKUs, I think it's a good idea. Why? Well, for starters, we all live in the real world and money's tight. Also, we have a lot of problems right now in the world market with tariffs and raising prices of products. And so this two skew thing um, seems like a good idea because it's going to give people an option of, all right, I want to continue gaming on next gen hardware, but I can't afford the expensive ones. So at least there's a cheaper option. Um, I really do wish Microsoft still kept the Maverick going 
but I do have a little bit of a theory. Call me, you know, crazy, but I really do feel they're going to take the Xbox One X and give it a redesign, and they're going to um, basically turn it into the Maverick model because there's mm -hmm. still a lot of power there in the Xbox One X. The full potential of mm -hmm. the Xbox One X has not been fully explored yet, and so I really could see the Xbox One X being turned into this this mythical Maverick console for a lower entry point and that they're going to phase out the Xbox one S and that the Xbox one S all digital edition is going to just be that, that entry level console into the ecosystem. Absolutely. Yeah. Wasn't I think I'm rumored too. I thought that was a rumor too, where someone said, I thought I read somewhere where they said, you know, just put her, leave the GPU, the GPU the same and just kind of put a better processor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, you know, get it up to speed with the 60 frames per second you know you just it just have all the capabilities of like ray tracing and you know and the uh the, the more larger expansive memory you know and it's just be kind of a uh <clears throat> i don't know like you said just kind of a lower price entry level but you know better performing console yep. absolutely and you have to forgive me guys i kind of misspoke about the uh the code names there it was the anaconda and lockhart the, oh, uh, in maverick dude i'm sorry too yeah lockhart the maverick, maverick was the, the uh, code name for the uh digital yeah that's correct uh but you know I've... go ahead i'm sorry oh no we'll see where it goes though because Honestly, I'm like Megatron, right? Like, I'm open to like any company like doing this, having a base model and having, you know, I'm a more a beefier version. But you know, it's somebody in the chat made a good point, uh, Victor, I believe it was, and he said the problem is uh, is that the cheaper version will limit any pro version. So especially mm -hmm. if they're adding ray tracing ar architecture in, which you know he makes a good point. You know we kind of see some limitations to uh, base models to pro models already, especially when it comes to frames per second and uh, just different loading stuff, loading into the games and so on, and certain features. Uh, it is a concern if uh, you know. Now, for developers, doesn't, doesn't that seem like it can be solved though with? Um... Texture is the same. That too, but fine. like, uh, like, look at Gears Five. Like, there's a texture pack that you can download on the PC version for people that have a hopped up PC. You know, you could easily have a base game come out on disc or available for digital download, and then it recognizes that you're playing on a much more capable system, whether it's PC, an Xbox Scarlet, a PS5 Pro. Um, and it's able to recognize these systems and just be like, hey, would you like to download the assets and the textures and the architecture for that that really, really good gameplay experience? And you could like that's why I'm just kind of like like we live in a society where everything's on the Internet just because the textures and the information isn't on the disc or in the base download it could be easily patched in, added in after the fact for the people who want it and have the rigs to play it. Mm -hmm. Call me crazy. No, not crazy. Makes sense to me. I'm a little crazy, but, you know, I don't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not trying to rant, man. It's just like, you know, like, it's kind of funny. Like, when all the when the Xbox One X came out, all of a sudden, all these games have these Xbox One X enhancement mm -hmm. downloads. 
So what is so different than that? Oh, you have a Scarlet. Would you like the Scarlet download that enhances it to the capabilities of the Xbox Scarlet? It's same with the PS5 uh, Pro Edition. They're just going to be able to go in and you're going to be able to download all these assets and textures and ray tracing and everything else that's going to make that game way above playing it on a standard system because that system isn't able to use any of that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but to be fair, though, it depends how the devs optimize it because some games look like different from their counterparts from like the base model to the X model. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. Don't get me wrong, but like some devs just do like some of them just do a better job than others at really optimizing their games. But you know, that's just me. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks and months, uh, what PlayStation does like, and if they, they will have two consoles is that's the rumor floating around right now, guys. And you know what there, again, there were Xbox rumors, uh, about that months ago. And there were people kind of laughing at it. Now there's PlayStation rumors and, I don't know, people aren't having the same kind of reaction to it. So there's a little bit of a double standard going on. It's kind of funny. I just wanted to point that out and kind of talk about it too. But you know, we'll move on. And this was probably going to be our last like real official topic for tonight. And everyone knows that September has been a very stacked month game-wise. And October doesn't look like it's going to disappoint either. In late October, Sci-Fi RPG The Outer Worlds will be releasing, and hey, I'm really looking forward to it. Over the past week, we've been getting all kinds of new gameplay for it, and honestly, looking like you know the game is going to look just fantastic. You get to see new missions, uh, new interactions, moral decisions, aliens, and just more, like more goodness, in my opinion. Now, has anybody on the panel seen uh, the new gameplay uh, posted on YouTube? And are you guys excited for this game? Are you looking forward to uh, getting into Obsidian's latest RPG creation? I have not. For it. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I have not seen the gameplay, but I was excited the day I saw the first trailer on E3. It looks phenomenal, doesn't it? I haven't seen the trailer either, man. I'm, you know, I'm trying to kind of search through it now on the PC, but like, it does look good, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, they have all kinds of new gameplay out for it. Like, I mean, I have posted on our uh, group chat. Like, just mm -hmm. they posted like, I can't believe it, it was like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. There's other gameplay snippets too out there, but it looks. <sighs> I'm just really itching to play it because, like, I'm a Fallout fan, um, mm -hmm. and this just looks like Fallout. But ah, I just I I'm really it digging Fallout it. met Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, it has like such an interesting like world twist to it. Like, I find the characters to be like more quirky, but they look very Fallout like too, and. You know, the moral implications are there, too, how you interact with, like, different people. They got crazy weapons. They got... You look at some of these creatures, and they just look really interesting to uh, fight against. The world itself looks like a blast to explore, like, uh, this alien planet. And even just, like, all the different companies, too. You mentioned Bioshock, too, as well. 
uh, Centurion, and Bioshock had like a real emph emphasis on world building and just like different brands around there, and uh, you know the different sections and areas, and it was really cool how they distinguished everything in that game. And I see the same thing here. You know, I just I really like the retro futuristic aesthetic of this game. I'm I'm just really digging the Fallout vibes of it. Uh, Shock, do you like? Uh, are you really interested in the Outer Worlds? Do you like Fallout-esque games? Yeah, I definitely played the... I don't think I've ever finished a Fallout game. Because, like, Skyrim, oh. I just... <laughs> you just keep playing, and then, okay, I've spent, you know, hundreds of hours, and I'm done. Dude, you're um, breaking my heart. <laughs> but, yeah, I was excited <laughs> for that one to be uh, in Game Pass Day 1. So that should be pretty sick to see, you know, what Obsidian's... Because they've been doing, like... I haven't dabbled in their more obscure games like Pillars of, uh, I think, Eternity, or mm -hmm. I forget the name. Um, so other than the South Park games, I, don't, I haven't really played anything from them for quite a while. So it would be cool to see something, uh, a passion project, you know, that they've had from the original Fallout guys. See what they've uh, bring to the table. Yeah, that's the thing, right? They have original Fallout uh, team members there. Really, really, uh, you know, they're really passionate original about this. Creators, yeah. yeah, I remember doing a video even before um, the Outer Worlds got announced, and I was really interested what they were uh, going to be working on. I'm like, hmm, I mean, Microsoft picked them up for a reason. Why would they? And then I just started thinking, then I started looking into, like, what they were talking about behind the scenes, and they are like, well, if you like Fallout, then you're probably going to like our uh, new game. They were kind of hinting at it. And oh, honestly, it, it just looks like a blast to play. And uh, Obsidian definitely has quite the following. And I, I really do think they're creating a classic Fallout-esque world. I mean, you look at what Bethesda's done with Fallout 76, and it has not been good that way they seem to have kind of lost touch with their fan base and i could definitely see a lot of fallout players a lot of bethesda fans kind of like jumping, jumping ship. ship yeah to be honest with you <laughs> i think when 76 comes out at least with that update where they bring in pcs finally into the game um it's probably going to change the world because i'll be I, I did not know what bethesda was thinking by not having NPCs in the game. You the game was just too hollow. But back yeah. on to uh Outer Worlds. Um I remember my first Fallout game I ever played was Fallout 3 and I was officially sucked in on Fallout New Vegas who was done by Obsidian and as soon as I heard that the guys that did Fallout New Vegas are doing this game, I was like I'm in, I'm ready. This is going to be an awesome experience. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's good. I'm watching, you know, some of the gameplay now, and uh, it looks good. It looks hey, hey, October 25th is the release date for uh, Outer Worlds, and uh, it's just coming for PlayStation and Xbox mm -hmm. and PC and Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah, I'm just looking at that now. <laughs> announced later. Announced later, but it looks good. It now, looks are you guys gonna download it in Game Pass, or are you gonna buy it? Hmm. I, my wallet has been tearing up <laughs> for a break here so i'm i'll be you, if you want to know my master plan here i'm going to play it day one on game pass but 
Black Friday is a month from that day, and I guarantee you that game is going to be on sale. And mm-hmm. so I am going to buy that game, yes, purely because you never know. It's not, you know, I always look at it like Game Pass is never going to be around forever. Um, I hope it is, but you never know. So I do buy the titles that I like, that I definitely want to have access to, especially if like Xbox Live is ever down. Um, at least I own it. It's on my hard drive and I can still play it without being online. So definitely I am going to buy it, but not right away. All right. All right. That's, that's definitely very fair. Um, I think yeah. I'm taking advantage of my uh, game pass possibly. If there's a collector's edition. Um, I love my collector's editions of games and, you know, with the steel book and everything, there's mm-hmm. a possibility that I may go ahead and do that. But um I don't know. I'm on a fence. I'm on a fence. It's so. funny you mention uh, like a special edition or like a collector's edition. I haven't seen one for the Outer Worlds, and I w- would have thought that you would have had something there, but I've just seen the base game. So mm-hmm. would have been cool to get. I mean, I'll admit I don't pick up many collector's editions uh, up anymore, but uh, this one would have been one I would have considered because, you know, they, it has like a lot of cool lore in it, and uh, but. Oh, well, it doesn't seem to be the case. I just, I hope it does well because usually the end of October is pretty jam-packed. I know, I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare comes out like a day after it. So it's usually pretty jam-packed. So again, I hope it does well and I hope uh, Game Pass makes a difference. It's going to be out on all kinds of different platforms too. So I can see it being very successful for uh, Obsidian and Microsoft. But, October uh, 25th, looking good. I'm absolutely, that and that gameplay just looks oh, oh, so good. But, all right, guys, we'll uh, move on, and we're uh, getting towards the end of the show here. But before we close, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. Uh, Shock, my buddy, what have you been up to the past week? What have you been playing? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, so I finished Gears. I think I think I dabbled in a little bit more of a Devil May Cry. They recently came to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think if I'm leaving out anything. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, definitely been waiting on this. I don't know if any of you guys have that uh, new update that someone showed off like months ago. Because uh, I'm in an insider program, but I don't think I'm high enough in it. I'm like beta. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm waiting for that new dashboard download. So hopefully, I thought they'd release oh. it around Gamescom, but now it's like, are you guys waiting until next year to release that? And I heard they were supposed to release it at the end of this quarter, which is at the end of uh, this month. And at this point, I That's probably am a fraud on that statement. Is it that big of a difference? What's the dashboard supposed to be like, though? It's just they've so uh, they well like PlayStation, <laughs> and not only that, but it also gets rid of Cortana which is a major like piece of your memory. It's going to free up a lot of your memory. And from what other people I have talked to about it says that the, the, the dashboard is more responsive. It's more snappy. The tiles load a lot easier. So it, it's definitely optimizing it a lot better than what it is. So they get rid of Cortana. There's no more voice control with like, is that what it is? Cause I use her all the time. Like, you know, hey, officially ending connect. Yeah, I. That's the only thing. I. Oh, wait a minute. 
I think you can hook up like an Alexa device or something like that to still get the same service. I don't, I don't know. I've heard rumors that there's a way to still use it, but I've also heard that they're getting rid of Cortana completely off of the console. See, that's sad to me because the fastest way that I access my games and I have to like go through this, you know, searching, it's just speaking into my microphone. And then there it is. It's there. It's mm -hmm. so much more faster to me and efficient. Uh, yeah. Old school, like, uh, well, that's sad. You know, but I guess oh. the numbers aren't showing that people are taking advantage. Then I guess they're just saying, you know, the heck eh, I'm gonna. I'm not. I don't take advantage of Cortana. No. But mm -hmm. there is nothing more aggravating when you're in the middle of a heart of like a really dedicated multiplayer match, and all of a sudden, like she pops up. Did you want to ask me a question? No, <laughs> go away. <laughs> I've never had. That I missed problem. the oh, Xbox you... record that though. That was always. Mm. The oh yeah, definitely. So are you guys record stuff? Any, Xbox, Maps, Skype. <laughs> are any of you guys still using your connect at all i'm just curious now or it's just all um, i never I'm had one i i didn't invest in xbox one until after they took the connect out of the box uh, yeah, um, i got my i waited i didn't get the s which they were handing out those pre-adapters so i waited and got the x and when the x came out they discontinued those adapters they were mm -hmm. no longer handing those out and they skyrocketed on eBay, so I was like, well, screw it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Shock, because I was hoping that, you know, they'd still be giving out those adapters, didn't come with it, and then they just totally bailed on Connect. period. I mean, I knew that they already were, but I there's still games that I genuinely enjoyed that uh, made use of the Connect, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I could still do it, but yeah, they really skyrocketed in price, you know, price gouging there on eBay. I was not too happy. So, but on the plus side, I still have my OG Xbox, my launch Xbox still kicking around somewhere. It's just, you know, I got the X, so, you know, it's the other one's boxed up somewhere. Oh, well, it's a shame what happened with, uh, you know, the voice controls like uh, Megatron was saying, but... Uh, I miss the snap features, and I'm, I'm, I am going to miss the uh, voice controls now. They're going to take them away, like you guys are saying, so... <sighs> oh, well, boo-hoo. <laughs> uh, I'll get yep. over it, I'm sure. Oh, woe is us. Um... Megatron, what have you been playing the past week? Um, as I said earlier, um, I still still need to finish this campaign on Insane, but I think I'm going to give in because I know, like, eventually the story's going to get spoiled on me. Um, so I may just take it down a couple notches and take it down from Insane to, like, the next, I guess, uh, difficulty level and uh, try to finish up maybe tonight or at least progress forward into the campaign and then uh, i've been playing that gears pop man it's addicting i'm addicted to playing uh laying in my bed and dozing off while i'm in a little playing in the phone smacking me in the face but like uh i like um i love my pop game i'm just hooked on that damn thing what's wrong with me am i am i really a gamer or not i don't know chat let me know mega <laughs> oh, casual dude. at it with I the know, pop man mega fraud <laughs> mega casual <laughs> mega like yeah just i don't know man. it's just you're a mobile peasant man hey, <laughs> invader I, I thought you said this was a hardcore gaming podcast what happened uh, <laughs> yeah i mean like i said earlier you know this is the xbox roundtable not the mobile uh roundtable 
What if they put Gears Pop? Well, I mean, it's a cell phone game, but what if it was on a Switch? What if it was on like the PlayStation and all the other stuff? Like, well, they probably have to rework the screen, you know, for sizing issues and whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I just think it's just mainly going to be a mobile thing. I'm not seeing like people really cry out for uh, console versions of it. There's no. Uh... <laughs> What's that thing when people uh, sign up to like? Uh, oh, petitions. Yeah, petitions. There's no petitions uh, for <laughs> change.org, guys. It's like people complaining about Forza, uh, Forza Street not being on the Xbox. I'm like, you can't steer if you're playing Forza Street and not regular Forza on your Xbox at home. I I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> App, yeah. No, that's a, that's very true. Very true. Uh, Centurion, what have you been uh, dabbling in over the past week? Anything in particular? Uh, finally trying to uh, get Gears Five put out of the way. I will definitely say Act Two was amazing. I'm now in mm-hmm. Act Three, uh, but Act Two, oh my god. Dude, don't let anybody tell you about any of the story that gets told in that in that act because it reveals a lot. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then uh, what else have I been playing? I got to finish up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've put so much time into that game and I kind of got burned out on it. Now I'm going to get back into it. Uh, but I also got to do Borderlands 3 because... You gave me that VIP thing now, and ever since I've done it, I'm getting all these emails about, like, you need to play Borderlands so you can get this, that, and the other. Uh, but uh, I'd say for the most part, I've just been playing Gears 5. Oh, and ESO. I play, I, I play ESO on the regular with a friend of mine. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you are definitely a little obsessed there, but hey, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh man, no, I am not obsessed. There is people that have I don't have a guild. Uh we, I've talked about wanting to build a guild in that game, uh purely because um t- you need a guild to have a guild bank or a guild trader. So, a guild trader is how you really make money in that game, at least in their their in-game currency. And I've never ever been able to afford certain items purely because you need like millions and millions of gold and you need to have a guild trader to actually generate that kind of revenue. So for the most part, I, I, I feel like I'm, even though I've played it a lot, I still feel like I'm in the casual world purely because I don't, I don't get involved in the actual hardcore community and buying and trading and selling things and yeah, like there is a whole nother level to this game when it comes to being hardcore into it, and I've never dabbled into it. All right, all right. No, yeah, yeah I was just teasing, but I, I totally no, know I what know. you mean I'd there. Probably, I'd probably play it more than most people would ever think somebody would want to play that for, but, you know, when you have the right group of friends, uh, I play with a friend of mine um, who's pretty much like a brother to me in real life. We've worked together. We know each other. And I play with him and his kid on the regular. And it's really fun when you have the right group of people to kind of, you know, make it a definite, you know, it's kind of like playing Sea of Thieves by yourself. It's not great. You know, it's fun. But when you have the right people playing Sea of Thieves with you, it turns it into an experience that you kind of want to repeat. Yeah. Yep. 
Nobody likes playing with themselves. It's all about playing with a friend, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, as far as what I've been playing, though, guys, of course, I've uh, been slowly inching my way through Gears 5 uh, again towards the end of uh, Act 2, if I'm not mistaken. The Modern Warfare beta has been eating up some time for me this weekend and uh, i've been really enjoying that and of course i'm still been playing through some nintendo games like damon x machina really cool like anime mech game uh, i know it's getting kind of like mixed reviews right now but i'm really enjoying it it's really colorful and uh, fast-paced and lots of action so uh working my way through that I might do a review for it on my channel and uh you know uh, just uh, really enjoying a lot of the games coming up for the switch right now but on that note, guys, this will be the end of tonight's show. And again, a massive thank you to everyone that joined us for episode number 100 of tonight's show. You guys rock. Oh, you know what? Before we leave, we have a question in the chat from Victor. Uh, he's asking the panel. I'll throw it up here on the screen. Question. What other Western studios would you guys like to see Xbox acquire to end the generation? My four would be V1 Interactive, 4A, Crytek, and Bungie. I'm definitely I, with I, you on that Bungie. I, mean, <laughs> so, I was but... gonna say, I'd say Bungie, man. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely, dude. That would be like a major. Because, like, no. I'm just saying right now, you know, you have in, you know, Sony made their first ever studio acquisition this generation, like, you know that was i don't know if i'm pretty sure they've bought others this uh generation but this one was definitely a very high profile purchase and so they wanted to advertise it to everybody and that was insomniac and i think it would be funny if microsoft just kind of went out and like all right fine we'll buy a triple a studio ourselves we're gonna pick up bungie it could have been a reason why they may have just kind of you know not of even you know maybe they're working something make working on something with Bungie you know and know it's going to take a lot of bread to you know make this possible you know they may have wanted Insomniac they may have wanted Remedy but you know they might want to go with the the, the the pretty girl and uh and uh you know they may be looking at Bungie as uh another announcement now all the one thing that dawns on me about Bungie is we all saw what they did with Minecraft when they purchased Minecraft. You know, that's a multi-plat game that's everywhere. That's Wouldn't that, like, it just feels like Bungie would be right up their alley because they'd be like, we're going to buy the developer who has Destiny, and that would be yet another game on PlayStation that people would not want to give up on PlayStation. So yet, once again, Microsoft would find a way to make money off of the PlayStation console. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I just think because like as like if you look at Minecraft, they could have shut that game down on the PlayStation side, but instead they're like, no, we're gonna keep it going. It's you know we're gonna treat it as if it's you know we're gonna treat it like it's still on our own console, and it would be the same thing with uh, Destiny if they could ever like this is just talking like dreams and illusions of grandeur, obviously. But it definitely feels like something that Microsoft could see. You could probably see Microsoft wanting to do because they did it already with Minecraft. And they they paid, what, a, over a billion dollars for Minecraft. I, I, don't, I don't know if Bungie is worth that much. They could be. But, you know, that's the thing. If by some... 
it's just like we all know that Microsoft has the pocketbook to really pay what they want for these companies. It just comes down to what does this company have to offer that appeals to Microsoft. And obviously, Microsoft does have that drive and desire to want to put software on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, as far as the Western studios go, it's more like my dream versus what the reality would be, you know, when it comes to these developers. I mean, I would love for them to buy Crytek or Remedy, for example, but it just it doesn't seem likely at this point. Um, as far as more realistic developers, I don't know, maybe 4A. 4A would be great. The uh, makers of the Metro series, they've done some really good stuff. But it also it depends what Microsoft wants to address in their portfolio, right? I mean, what develop they've been addressing rpgs and like just smaller like story-based titles and so on um i would like to you know what they really could use is like a good sports developer you know what i mean like a i don't know like a football game or a baseball game hockey like yeah, just something like that would be cool you know I, I would like to see them get more into sports as well just something they've been lacking in their portfolio but there's all kinds of good developers out there. Um, I remember making a video talking about how, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love for them to acquire Studio MDHR for Cuphead. I'm a oh, huge, be, I'm just a huge fan of the IP, but obviously they have a good relationship with them. And, uh, you know, I could see something similar with like, you know, my, Minecraft, for example, like they make all kinds of money off of like merchandise. Cuphead would be a gold mine for merchandise if you like really amped it up, in my opinion. But I just, I just, I'm just really fond of the IP and I have all kinds of fun with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but hey, Bungie, wouldn't that be something though? Bungie would be from software, huge. could be a good, huge one. <laughs> yeah, from software would back, definitely address. All from software games coming to Game Pass Day One. That'd be sweet. They, and that's how you make a dent in the Japanese market, right there. Yeah, uh, Japanese developer. Do you guys think that they would ever uh, approach Platinum? Can they approach him? I don't know. That's uh, you know. I mean, I keep hearing these these things about not being able to purchase Japanese companies. It, it's hard it's there's like a lot of things you have to go through but it's it you can do it that's why mm -hmm. there was originally talks with like microsoft i think buying nintendo way back when they were just <laughs> getting into it because mm -hmm. microsoft was ready to spend all the money on them but mm -hmm. yeah and they just went with rare instead <laughs> <laughs> and then all the 30 rare devs left in the transition <laughs> it's like what did they do to rare no rare just people people from rare left that's why rare changed <laughs> yeah rare they didn't do it to them they they left <laughs> well there was a few things but well i mean yeah but but I, I i know what you mean people. though yeah but yeah they went on to uh pursue different interests but yeah guys thank you very much for the question victor and thank you everybody that tuned in again other zinc thank you for being a part chisno elite mr kima siberia uh, all kinds of other people saw Saltiest Gaming popped in. Uh, Michael, Monkey Punch, thank you very much. 
And yeah, guys, we're going to be tuning out now. Definitely share this out to all your friends if you haven't already. And just let the world know about TXR, a great place to just, you know, kick back, relax, and uh, chat games. And now we'll get on to the outros. Megatron, where can everyone find you at? As always, um, on Twitter, Megatron underscore 1975. Hit me up, send me a message. Feel free just to say even hello. And the same with uh, Xbox, which is my gamer tag is Megatron1. If you are interested in playing some games, uh, yeah, hit me up again. Send me a message and uh, let's do this. So, yeah, feel free. Hit me up. All right. Good stuff there, my friend. Uh, Shock, where can these fine people find you at? Yeah, I'm uh, Easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live. Hit me up if you want to run any uh, gears down to do that um shock at shock nero on twitter but yeah hit me up all right you heard it from the man himself hit him up uh and centurion where can everybody follow you on well you can find me on twitter youtube and xbox live at centurion 1307 um, you can also always hear me every Thursday on the Saltiest Gaming Podcast, Saturdays on the Shot Podcast, and Sunday right here with you guys on TXR. Awesome stuff. Definitely tune into those shows, guys. And of course, you know, it's a shame that uh, Tim and South were not here, but of course, they're doing some special TXR business at the moment, uh, busy doing some really, really exciting things. And of course, I am Invader. You can catch me on my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming. And of course, Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Again, everybody, thank you for tuning in. You guys rock, and we can't wait to see you next Sunday at the same time. See you later, fellas. Later. Uh -uh.